welcome to the Dr. Lori Marbus podcast. Today we have a very special guest, um, Mr. Bobby Brennan. How are you doing today, Bobby? I'm good. Thanks for having me. No, thank you for taking the time out of your day. I know we've had to reschedule a few times between our two schedules, and so I'm, I'm really yeah. excited to finally get to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, some of you may know Bobby um, plays the bass and has a very extremely talented musician, but you know, I'm really interested in that, but also your story with food and, and the weight, and you've shared that with us um, on Facebook. Could you mind telling us a little bit about your back history? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I'm born and raised in New York, outside New York City on Long Island, as you could probably tell from my accent now. <laughs> what? I never <laughs> even knew. <laughs> so, um, as I've always been um, an overweight kid growing up. I've actually been overweight my whole life, to be honest, to think about it. Um, and, uh, you know, growing up, I, I loved eating pizza and, and Italian food. I was raised that way. And, um, and as I, I guess as I was in high school, I kind of probably thinned out some because I was walking everywhere. And then, but I was still bigger compared to friends of mine in high school, you know? And then, um, as the years went on through college, I guess in college is when I kind of really just let myself go. And um, being being a musician, being an artist, you know, you work nights a lot and you hang out at night and you go hear music and you party and you do this and you do that. And um, I was never much a partier. I wasn't into drinking. I wasn't into drugs because I had a weight problem. And that's what I was more nervous about. But my drug was food. I loved eating crappy food all the time, fast food, pizzas, uh, you know, different types of just junk in general, you know. But at that time, it wasn't junk. It was like the best food in the world, you know. So um, so I would say around my early college years to early touring is when I really let myself go, which got me up to 500 pounds. And... Um, a lot of that was traveling a bunch, never exercising, drinking a ton of soda. I used to drink a lot of soda and also just eating late at night and junk food, you know, McDonald's, Taco Bell, Burger King, um, going to Denny's, you know, at two in the morning and, and eating breakfast food that's terrible for you. Um so, but, at, you know, when, you, but when you're living in that moment, you, you just don't think anything's wrong. You know, you're still young. Like, oh, even though, you know, it's funny. I think back now because I think I, I always stayed away from the beer and the, and the alcohol and the drugs because I, I always had that weight problem. But I never really was taking care of that. It's like almost to a point where I felt like, well, if I just keep eating this. But, well, actually, I should think of it more like if I added the alcohol and beer, I felt like I was going to die, you know, or the drugs, but I probably could have died just doing with the food, you know, but you don't think that when you're 20 something years old, at least I didn't, you know, and then, um, and then later on when I, it was in my mid thirties, that's when I had a wake up call where I, I woke up and I decided, well, if I don't do something now, I'm definitely going to end up dying or getting very sick. And I was really lucky because I didn't have any uh, problems like, um, you know, uh, you know, like diabetes or, or uh, high blood pressure. It was just 
maybe because I walked everywhere still, even though I was in extreme pain doing that and sweating like crazy. I couldn't really walk a quarter of a block without having to stop for five minutes, you know? Um, so when I, a friend of mine, uh, I was in Indianapolis, we were doing a show and I was at my heaviest weight at this point, And I remember I bent down to pick up my bass and I remember this sharp pain in my back and it scared me. And, um, I knew from that moment too, I was like, man, I, I, I gotta do something. And I didn't realize that the rest of the band was extremely worried about me. So my band leader, my, one of my best friends, Michael, he, he just had a talk with me after the show. He came to my room and he said, Hey man, what's going on? You know? And I knew what he was talking about. And I just said, you know, what, what do you mean? You know, but I knew what he meant. And he said, man, come on, listen to me. What, what is going on? We're worried about you. You're, you're getting, you know, out of hand and we gotta, we gotta fix this. We have to do something here, you know? So I think it was just from that, that heart to heart talk from him that really helped me because that ever since that talk, that next day, I changed everything. And I hit so, you know, and as I was on my journey, you know, you always hit your, your downs and then, you know, you just bounce right back up and that's what I've been doing. But I will say, as I did this journey, the same friend a few years later said, Hey, have you ever seen the documentary Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead? And I was like, no, I haven't. He goes, you need to watch this because if anybody could do this, it could be you. And I said, all right, I'll watch it. So, I, of course, I watched it, and I was so inspired by it. And I was like, wow, this is cool. I'm, I'm going to try this. So I did it. I did back-to-back 60-day juice cleanses. So it was 120 days. And then that's what led me into plant, the plant-based world and how I met all these other great people that have these wonderful stories, like Josh and Tim and Justin, all these great guys that uh, you know as well. And, um, and it just motivated me even more. And, you know, but it's a learning ex- experience. I, you know, at first I, was, I didn't know. I was like, well, this is a plan. I guess I'll eat this. Like, you know, I was thinking more, well, basically from juicing so much, that's all you craved were plants, mm-hmm. which was a good thing. You know, and then I had just realized, I said, well, I've been juicing this long and I haven't had meat in this long. Well, I'm going to see if I can last a couple more weeks without eating meat. And then it was another month and then two months. And now it's almost three years. I just stopped and I don't miss it. So, but the juicing really, it was the, the thing that changed this whole, my whole, like started my whole journey. One was my friend, Michael, just having that talk with me. And then two was starting to juice because that opened up the whole world of eating plants. And actually I feel like eating how we really should eat, you know, I'm not an activist. I don't, you know, tell people not to eat this or eat that. It's up to them. They could do what they want. Cause I did whatever I wanted for years and I just do what's right for me and what makes me feel good. And, and it's the best decision I've ever made in my life because I've never felt so great in my life. The stuff I could do that I never was able to do before. And it's pretty amazing. And a lot of that has to do with the food that we eat, I think. No, you're absolutely right. But I find it interesting is that there's a common thread among all the interviews that I do and people that I talk Mm -hmm. to and and patients is there's some type of either a really down time, your back pain, 
Someone intervenes. There's a friend who speaks up, who takes the time and love to be honest with someone. But then there's almost like a sort of abstinence away from the poor bad foods, you know, like Adam Spudfit, <laughs> the guy that yeah, yeah. ate all the potato. He had to remove himself from the addiction. And I think that's yeah. kind of what juicing allowed you to do. Absolutely. <laughs> I, for, uh, yeah, definitely. So, it took me and introduced me into a whole other world, you know, and I didn't realize I was going to be able to. I said, I just went out. And I said, I'm doing 60 days regardless. And I didn't think I was going to last 60 days, you know. And I remember that because I was in Florida and I was doing another Broadway show, and I the whole run of that show, I just drank juice, and I just kept on shrinking and shrinking, you know. And it was funny because the cast couldn't believe it. They were like, "Oh my God, this is amazing that you did this," because they remember like at first they were like, "Hey, how come he doesn't want to hang out with us?" You know, and I didn't want to go out with them because I was afraid to look at food. I was like, "Well, no, I got to stay focused." But then as I continued with juice, and it, it didn't bother me. I was actually cooking dinner for friends and having them come over. And I would make these amazing, whatever they wanted, I was cooking. And then I would just sit with them and have my juice. And it didn't bother me at all. And that was a great way of testing willpower. I realized that my willpower is extremely strong after doing that, you know. Well, I so. think you biochemically helped, too. Your your physical addiction had Absolutely. gone away. Yeah. And you yeah. had already made the decision. There's a, that mental shift that occurs. There's a decision that's made. That's fascinating. Yeah. So how did you do that on the road with juicing? Did you have a juicer or did you buy juices? Well, when I did it, the the first one, like in Orlando, uh, I was in um, Tampa, Florida. I had bought a juicer. I had it shipped to Florida, and then I just made my juices every day. I got up. I went. The first week, I just went for a walk, and I had just started a, a gym called Orange Theory Fitness. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. Yeah. It's pretty pretty hardcore working out. You know, it's interval training and running and functional training, the whole bit. So I, the first week, I just started walking, and I would go to the store every day and buy my produce and make my juice. And then I started, after the first 10 days, I started going to the gym because I was like, all right, well, I need to try to put some muscle on here so I don't lose too much. And at that time, there was a weight loss challenge, and I, I joined it. I said, well, can I join this? They're like, yeah. So if I'm just juicing, they're like, if you could do this for six weeks and just juice, then by all means, you're cool. I said, okay. So um, every day... I'd go to the gym, drive to the supermarket, get my produce that I was going to make for juice that day, and go to um, back to my house, and I made my juice. I made my six juices I was going to drink that day. I did that every single day. It was, I remember it was nine 9.38 a day it cost me to make six juices. You know, My first 60 days, I did all organic. My second 60 days, I did regular because I wanted to see if there was any comparison in blood work, and there really wasn't at all, which made me feel better. Like, okay, well, then these are good. You know, I might have to wash them a little bit more, you know, to play it safe. Right. But I made all those juices during that point, you know, like those, um, those, those first two long ones. Did you win the weight loss challenge? I did actually win the weight. <laughs> I lost I lost forty two pounds in six weeks. Wow! And it, it went by percentage. So there was a girl that had lost like eighteen pounds, but I just beat her by like two percent, oh. whatever it was. Yeah. So and I won twenty five hundred bucks, but I needed all new clothes because nothing nothing uh, fit me anymore. So I was great. I got a check, and it was perfect because that last day the challenge when I won, it was my one hundred show with the show that I was playing with, and they brought me out. 
after the show to congratulate me, but it's, you know, usually they buy flowers or something and they bought me a basket of produce, which was kind of funny because the audience was like confused. They're saying like, you know, why does he have a basket of kale and apples and, and all this stuff? And it was funny because I'm holding a big, you know, basket of uh, produce. And then I told the audience and they all started laughing like, okay, now it makes sense. You know. Well, that's that's a wonderful gift for sure. So I'm I'm curious now. So you do you still include juicing in your regimen that you do now? I do. Well, now I I became friends with a company called Juice from the Raw, and um, so they ship me out juices to every hotel I'm at. Oh, so I wow. get a case of juices. Matter of fact, I have a case now, and I have four friends of mine on this tour now that we're all dying to do a three day juice cleanse. So I'm actually coach. We're on day two now. So I told him, I said, I'll do this with you guys to show you that it's not the worst thing in the world. So they're, um, they're, all, they're all pretty much, two of them had to, one had to eat a carrot, the other one had to eat a piece of celery. But they're doing good. So uh, they'll finish up tomorrow. So I told them I would help them with these three days. But yeah, so I get, every city I'm in, I have them, they ship, ship me uh, a case of juice. And then I, it depends on what I want to do. If I sometimes I want to do a three-day, I'll just do a three-day. But usually I spread it out and I'll drink like three a day and then eat a big plant-based meal. And, and then I have my plant protein shakes that I use also. Okay. So, so how much weight have you lost total now? I've lost uh, a little over 250 pounds total. Wow. In three years. Yeah. yeah. No, not in three years. I've lost about 100 and I lost my first 100 within – because this has been when I first started in my mid-30s. I'm 42 okay. now. Okay. So um, I lost my I lost my first hundred doing Weight Watchers, and then it was like a, a plateau. I just worked my butt off, and I could not get below 300 pounds. Wow. And then that's when I was introduced to the juicing world. Gotcha. And then in the juicing world, I was able to break that plateau, and and it's been great ever since. Like I don't even have to worry about that. In the juicing. I haven't. Is- and you started the juicing about three years ago then? About two, two and a half years ago, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. So I'm curious now, tell us about the bass and how you got involved with playing. And were, was there a musical family? How did that happen? Yeah, no, it wasn't a, a musical family. Um, my dad, actually, believe it or not, because people always love hearing this, he was the head warden of Rikers Island in New York City. He ran all the New York City prisons, which is pretty funny because Rikers Island is super famous, you know? So people freak out. They're like, are you serious? That's what he did, you know? <laughs> and my mom had no music talent. My dad didn't. I just, I just had it. I think a lot of it had to do with, as a young kid, we had MTV. And as, as funny as it sounds, I would watch MTV all the time. And I would set up like little snack trays and I would pretend they were keyboard stands and I would like pretend I was playing keyboard and my parents would laugh and um and I would just always had rhythm I was always able to like do stuff I was always able to dance I was always I just had rhythm and then one day uh we were starting a band friends of ours in the neighborhood and my one friend was playing drums the other one was playing guitar and I said well I'm playing bass because I think bass will be cool and I uh went out I remember it was May 19th 1988, I saw Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, and I saw that concert, and I was like, this is what I want to do. And I went out a week later, got myself a bass, and then my friends and I, we started a band, and 
and I never looked back. I just kept on playing bass, and then throughout the years, you know, you progress, and I went to, um, and when I was in high school, you know, I told friends, I said, hey, I'm not going to hang that much, because all I did was practice. I would play my bass five, six hours a day. I would sneak out at night and go play at bars. <laughs> my parents never knew, which was funny. Um, I just love music. I still love music. It's my favorite thing in the world. And um, so, it, you know, I went to college out in California, um, and I studied with some of the greatest jazz musicians in the world. And and I've had a great career, and, and now I'm in the whole Broadway world. And um, starting in November, I'm going to be working on a new Cirque du Soleil show. So, uh, so it's cool, yeah. So I, I've had a pretty good career. I'm, I'm, no complaints, you know. I'm doing what I love to do. And if you could do what you love to do for a living, I mean, there's no reason to bitch about anything, you know. And Absolutely. I, and I definitely, that's the one thing I definitely don't do anymore, you know, because there's no need to, really. I mean, you could bitch about certain things and what's going on in the world, you know, but you could keep it to yourself, too, you know what I mean? But you know what I mean? I just don't, I'm not a negative person. I never have been. I was raised that way. Just always think of the positive. And I think that's the reason why I always accomplish goals, like whatever I'm trying to set out to, to try to hit, you know, stay positive. Could be worse things in the world, you know. No, I think it's just a matter. Of it's it's um, ancient wisdom to just live in the moment, and you know, yeah. you, the only thing you can tr- control is your reaction to your what you, what's going on. So you can react in a negative and you know emotional draining way, or you can say, okay, what can I learn from this? Accept it and go on. So yeah, I yeah. think it, it's it's interesting how innately some people have that, like you, and others who mm-hmm. really struggle. And so I I know I see that a lot with some friends and and you know I always tease them I'm like I'm like all right I'm gonna send you the bill in the mail you know like because I just have sometimes it just takes a talk you know like even like my friend Michael just having that talk to me he didn't I mean he was as sweet as possible as you could be and talking like you know some people wouldn't some people are like what well, you know what the hell are you doing and you know you're as big as a house or something you know something degrade him. But he never approached it that way, which I'll, I'll never forget the rest of my life. Because that's how you should approach friends, especially if something bad is going on, you know, or something you're worried about. Right. I mean, he just showed that he loved you. Yeah, exactly. It's a yeah, simple thing. That's exactly thing. what it is, yeah. And sometimes those are the tough conversations you have to have. It's just like in any relationship or children or, or whatever, friends. Yeah. Oh, I, I agree. You're blessed to have him. That's a wonderful story. Yeah. Absolutely. He's definitely one of my favorite people. So has losing the weight affected your ability to play? Do you feel like it's easier to play now, your endurance? I mean, tell us what's going on there. Well, I would say a lot of different – well, one, from losing the weight, I became a runner, which in never in a million years that I ever think I was going to be able to run, ever. I am not a great runner. I am not a fast runner. I'm not a slow runner. I could just do it. And that's all I care about. You know, I don't care about setting records. I don't care about uh, beating, winning first place. I don't care about any of that. Even though all that stuff is great and watching my friends do that, I that motivates me. I love that. But for me, I just do it. Regardless, I don't care how long it takes me. I don't care how fast it takes me. I just do it every single day. And it's sort of like my... Um, 
sort of my therapy in a way. I put my music on, I zone out, and I run, and I enjoy it. But from doing that and becoming a better athlete, that is definitely, and losing the weight, of course, that is definitely, losing weight has made everything better. Everything. It's made my bass playing better. Uh, my endurance levels are, that's the thing. I, I would consider myself more of an endurance athlete because I could just go and go and go and go. Mm. Um, it's made everything better. I could do everything. I'm terrible at burpees, though, still. I will never be good at burpees. I don't care. I, you know, we did burpees yesterday in class, and, you know, they were, it was 12%, and I would get to, like, 11, and then I would think, like, I am never going to get good at these, even though I've gotten better since, like, day one. Mm -hmm. But they are just the toughest things. I always make a joke about that, that I still hate them, and I always will. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I'm pretty sure it was some Navy SEAL that intervented those or some psychotic individual for sure i just i sometimes think too like what is this doing for me like what what body parts am i working out here like i except just frustration you know so, complete exhaustion is what they are exactly i'm with so. you on that well i'm curious when you put your headphones on with your music what are you listening to well this is like some people know this story and some don't but i have not since i started this journey i have not listened to anything but bruce springsteen and I think it goes back to when I was a kid because he was the first concert I've ever seen and he was the reason I picked up the bass. So his music is very close to my heart. It motivates me. And I have a goal in life. I just want to play one song with him. So when I run or if I'm walking and I have his music on, I kind of just visualize that happening because I know it's going to. I just I know once he hears my story and he knows what I've been doing, I know that will happen. So I always listen to his music because, one, it just motivates me, makes me work hard, and it makes me visualize that day when that's going to happen. And I, I, they always say to keep visualizing it, and, and it will happen. So I believe in that. So that's all I listen to is just Bruce Springsteen, except that's if I'm incredible. at Orange Theory, then they play all that, you know, <laughs> you know, and I don't have a choice, but I kind of zone it out. But sometimes I'm starting to like it, Joe, because I – try to run to the rhythm, you know, so as the beats are going, my feet are stomping down, you know. So that may be I, why they play that type of music. I think that's an it, inspiring story. Have you met him before? You know, I, I shared a mic with him. I won a contest at the Super Bowl when he did this halftime show in Tampa. I was living in Orlando at the time, and I went over, and um, we shared a mic on uh, 10th Avenue Freeze Out during rehearsals. And there's an NFL film special, and I can't find it. They did, like, the making of the halftime show with him. And I don't know where the video is, but my friend told me I was on it for, like, six seconds with him. So I never really met him, met him. But I've been, you know, I've seen him in concert, and I've been backstage because friends of mine play with him oh, wow. when he does when he does the bigger E Street band. But I've hung with his bass player uh, before, and uh, so that was kind of cool. But, I, yeah, I think it'll happen. It's just a matter of time. Right. You know? So um, what, what year was that? When I met him in the mm -hmm. Super Bowl, mm -hmm. that was in two, 2000, uh, 2008. Oh, cool. Very cool. Yeah. So now, where are you playing local? I mean, you're, when you're now doing these Broadway shows, where is that exactly? Is that all in up, you know, New well, York? Uh, no, the, the show that I'm on now is the Cab Cabaret, the Broadway musical. Okay. It's their national tour. So it started last January, 
and it goes until this August of two, this year, 2017. So it's an 18-month tour. So I've been everywhere around the U.S. and Toronto. Um, so now I'm in, I'm in Columbus, Ohio right now, and then I go to Philly next week, and then we go to Florida, and then we have off a week, and then we go upstate New York, which is great because I'm going to see Tim Kaufman in, uh, in Buffalo. You're friends with Tim, right? Yes. Yeah, I'll get to meet him and Heather. I'm really excited about that because I love both of them. Yeah. Um, and then uh, and then I go out to the West Coast. I'm in um, San Jose, and then I'm in Seattle for two weeks, and that's my second second uh, half marathon I'm doing in Seattle. Oh wow! Which I'm yeah. So because I did my first half marathon with this cast last year in October um, October 16th in Omaha, Nebraska. And it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. But I completed it. But I just picked Omaha because I thought, well, this would be great. It'll be flat. It'll be a little bit easier. And it was not flat at all. I mean, it was a friend of mine that did it with me, two of my friends. Uh, my friend Rob, who's my MD, he, he's done two, half, uh, two full marathons. And he told me that this one was one of the hardest he's ever done compared to the full ones. And my friend Allison's done like 20 half marathons, and that was the toughest one she's ever done. <laughs> and I, I think it was because we ran up bridges a lot. And when you run up bridges, those inclines, and I was on mile 11, and I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I pulled through, and I, I did it. Um, I had to walk from like mile 10 to like 10 and 10.5 because I had stopped to tie my shoe. My sneaker shoelace was flying everywhere. And I was like, I can't stop until mile 10. So I ran like a whole mile with my shoe open, oh my which gosh. I probably shouldn't have done. And then I stopped to tie it really quick because I didn't want to stop for too long because I was afraid my legs would get out. And then I just kept on running, but I, I started running on a slant. I was really dizzy. So a friend of mine uh, said, whoa, 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 man, you got to walk it out, walk it out. And I did. And then I started running again. And uh I think mile 11 to 12, I ran super slow with these four other women. It was all our first half marathon. So we were all in like a line and we just had like a fun conversation. <laughs> then I got to mile 12 and then I decided, I said, ladies, I got to finish this or I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> Thanks, you know? And then it was great because as I was coming around the bridge, my whole cast came out to support me, you know, and it was really touching and, um, so as I came around, they were all there, and uh, it was really, really cool. It was so cool. I didn't know they would all show up, and that was really, really sweet of them. And uh, so it was fun. It was a good way to bring in uh, my birthday too, which was cool. Oh, and, that's um, awesome. So I'm doing my second one, and I started my training March first um, in Seattle, uh, June 18th on Father's Day. So, and then, I, you know, I'm thinking in my head, like, oh, I hope it's flat. And I know it's not going to be because a friend, a friend of mine last night told me, he goes, man, Seattle's like San Francisco. And I've been in Seattle before. I just don't remember it. <laughs> and I just was like thinking last night, like, oh, you know, I was hoping it would be flat a little bit, you know, but it's, I think it's going to be really hard again. But this time, like last time I didn't, I did train for it, but I was just like running like four miles each day and then I would do like 10 miles on Saturday. But this time I decided to do that couch to half marathon. And I, I called Josh Mazzani and I, I know, cause I love Josh and, and he's so inspiring to me. And, and I fought, he's one of my favorite runners in the world. Mm -hmm. And he knows all that stuff. And I asked him, I was just like, Hey man, what do you uh, recommend? And he said, man, just pick a program and follow it. 
So that's what I did. And I found Couch Day Half Marathon. I said, all right, well, I'm going to do this. And I started doing it. And, and I love it. So, and right. I feel pretty I thought, And what I've been doing, too, at Orange Theory, uh, just to get my legs back in it, um, was in Madison, it was like 4.8 miles away. So I would walk to Orange Theory, do my class, and then I would walk back. So I was getting a lot of cardio in. And then here, too, it's a 5K. So I'd walk to the gym, do my class. And then yesterday, I actually ran back because I had to get three and a half miles. And I only we did like a run row. So I only got a mile and a half in, uh, in class. So I had to finish, get those other two miles in. So, wow. so it's, it's nice. Yeah. So I, I, I'm, ex- I'm excited to see how I progress with this type of training. And today's a rest day, and I'm actually taking them very serious because sometimes I'm oh, I'll just ride the bike. But I'm going to really follow this to the T because everyone tells me, you know, how important rest is. It's more, it's just as important as doing four miles. Actually, rest is very important for your recovery and it'll enhance your performance later on. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to follow this to the T and it's exactly a 12-week program, which is exactly from March 1st is 12 weeks until my uh, half marathon. So I'm excited to see. I just hope I, I just, my goal again is just to complete it and, um, and I just hope I could beat my time, even if it's 30 seconds. You know, I just want to beat my time for the first, you know. Just compete against yourself. You know, a really, my first marathon several years ago was Portland. So if you want to run a flat course, Portland is not too bad. You know, it's, and it's so funny because Portland is the next city after Seattle. There you so go. So keep that I'll in do, mind. Yeah, maybe I'll find a 5K there. I could just run flat. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it's at sea level, too, so that should help quite a bit. So. Yeah. When are you coming back to Florida? Where do you where are you going to be in Florida? I'm going to be in Florida, in Naples, Florida, um, right after Philly. So that would be April 10th through the 17th, and then I have, I have a week off. But I'm working with that's my friend Michael Andrew who had that talk with me with the Sarasota Symphony the following week. So I'll be in Florida for two weeks, which would be good. So I'll get some good running in. Because I'm in Boca. And, oh yeah. yeah! I just well, I I didn't know you were in Boca. Oh, that's cool. And I just gonna... played. Um, well, we played Fort Lauderdale for two weeks at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. We played Miami last year. So yeah, because but... I knew you you were expected to fly into Fort Lauderdale the day of the shooting. Yeah, well, I yeah, and we had to go to. Uh, I had to fly. They booked. They flew us into Orlando. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I That's remember perfect. seeing that on Facebook that you were okay. So. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it is scary. Um, I remember we were all watching TV on the plane, and I'm looking, and I'm like, we're not going to be able to land here, you know? And I was like, I asked this, I remember the flight attendant walked by. said, are you guys aware of what's going on here? And she's like, no, what? I'm like, there's a big shooting in Fort Lauderdale. I'm like, are we, we're not going to land there, are we? Because they closed down and everything. And then the captain came on like two minutes later wow. and explained like what we have to do. And I was like, all right. You know, sad though. These poor people. Yeah, very sad. Yeah. Mm. And so it's the cabaret, is what you were saying. Yeah. Okay. Broadway show cabaret. Yeah. And that's when you'll be playing in Naples as the cabaret. Yes. I'll yeah. Look that up. And um, do you know where your venue is? It's um, I don't know offhand. It's the where they have the Broadway shows. Okay. Uh, I'll see if I can make it over there and watch you guys. Yeah, that would be great. Let me know. Yeah, that's only like an hour and a half away from here. 
So yeah, because you just have to go across Alligator Alley, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, I always forget that it's right across. Yeah. yeah, I'm always thinking you have to go all the way up and then around, but you don't have to do that. No, it's a it's actually a really nice drive. It's pretty quick. Um, oh, cool. But uh, no, I'm I'm here working with Dr. Joel Furman. Um, with the oh, new, yes. Yeah, with the yeah. Clinic. So, um, didn't, didn't he work with Joe Cross for a little I bit? Think he, I think he is on the show, if I remember right. I saw Fat Sick and Nearly Dead several years ago. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure he was on there. Um, but, yeah, no, we, we have a new center here where we actually take people who have issues and, you know, chronic disease, you know, chronic disease, diabetes, or overweight, and we bring them oh, in nice. and – Feed them the, you know, Dr. Furman's prescribed nutritarian diets. It's all plant-based. And yeah, yeah. Um, intense psychological therapy to help them shift um, the mindset. That's, that's great that you're, uh, that you're doing that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's really I love. Cool. I think he's a great doctor. I think I love everything he's done. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he's cool. It's very all practical. Those, yeah, yeah, I bet. Um, are you from Boca originally? No, I moved from Colorado. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. I was in Denver for two weeks, too. And, oh, okay. And it was right before Omaha, so I oh, had no. to train there. That was, that was hard. Running upstairs, I was, like, running out of breath, yeah. you know? So I've been stepping. a runner for 20, 25 years. And, yeah, so the last seven I've been in, well, I was in Colorado, and we did um, Estes Park uh, last summer. And, uh, yeah, that was fun. So most all of, all of ours are elevated. <laughs> but I yeah. love the downhill. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I ran, um, I just ran a couple of the trails that were around there. I don't remember mm-hmm. which ones. And, uh, but it was great. I bet, you know, eventually I got used to it. Yeah. And, uh, but at first it was a little like, you know, you could tell. It, Even on a treadmill, you could tell. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, I know I moved there from Virginia because I got out of the Air Force and, I thought, oh, my goodness, I'm never going to be able to run as fast as I used to. <laughs> First of all, you can't find any flat ground because everything yeah. has some hill. And, I know. Uh, oh, my goodness. But it's it was a beautiful place. But um, the, I have the ocean here. I, I don't know how anyone could not love, love the ocean. I, I love Florida. I love yeah. living. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, growing up on Long Island, it's like I'm right on the water. But during the summers, Long Island is amazing. It's mm. great. But after the summers, it's terrible. You know, it's like, I don't really want to be there. You know? Yeah, that's so. why it's funny because I've never met so many northeastern individuals except during what they call the season, where everyone migrates down here for the winter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, I grew up in New Mexico, and you know, I was in Colorado, and I was in the military. It's like the season would be like hunting season. So I'm like, what are you guys doing around here? So I I call Boca uh, like South New York because it's all New Yorkers and Boston and like and New Jersey. That's all it is. In New Jersey. Oh, my goodness. The whole, the whole thing, yeah. <laughs> it pretty much is. That's all it yeah. is. And I, loved every, but, uh, I love every bit of it. <laughs> do you like running in Florida? Oh, yeah. I, I run every right. single day. Yeah. I, I love it, too. I love getting up early in the morning and getting a good sweat on and the humidity. Mm-hmm. I, I'd rather run in humidity than dry heat. And I learned that when I was out in the West Coast. Oh, wow. When I was in Arizona, I hated it. Well, it's super I did hot not there like, too. Yeah, it was, but just the dry heat, I didn't like it. Interesting. I was like, man, I love the humidity. I felt better in humidity. It's probably because I'm so used to it yeah. rather than the dry heat. It probably so, is a matter of just being used to it because, I mean, I grew up in the deserts, and so it takes me some acclimation to get used to the, the humidity because Virginia yeah. killed me for sure. Yeah. Holy. Oh, I bet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Wow, so that's some really cool stuff. So I'm curious about your family. Have you know besides some of the folks, their cast members, 
sharing the juicing with you. Have you, has anyone else ventured into yeah. the plant-based diet? Well, my dad, um, my dad was diagnosed with prostate cancer and, um, his numbers were, were pretty low, but he, uh, you know, the doctor said, well, let's just wait a month. Let's just wait a month. And he just, my father just said, listen, I don't want to be a guinea pig anymore. Cause the number kept on going higher and higher. He's like, what can we do here? And, you know, the doctor said, well, we could do a little bit of radiation and be very little. And my father said, all right, well, let's do that. So then when I found that out, I said, well, Dad, you got to start juicing. You got As you're doing this radiation, you got to feed your body as much good nutrients as you possibly can. You know, start eating more salads. So, and my dad is not a big guy like me at all. He's like 5'9", 165 pounds. You know, he's just like the right, you know, height and weight he should be. And um, so he started juicing every single day. He went to the store, got it. I got him a juicer, and uh, he made his carrot, kale, and apple juice every day because carrot is very good for the prostate. And um, so he drank that every day, and uh, he did his radiation. He worked that. My dad walks five miles every morning, and uh, he did all that, and he's been cancer-free now since uh, like the last nine months. No science at all. Like his number went, it dropped to like 0.02, and it wow. was like whatever it was, 19 point something, you know. Wow. So he he uh, he's into the juicing, and he does it uh, at least once or twice a day. Has he cut out any of the other animal proteins? He doesn't really eat red meat anymore, but he'll still eat chicken once in a while. He loves his pastas, mm. so he'll still eat his pastas here and there. But uh, he definitely does more. It's more of the juicing, and but he's cut out the the sweets. Okay. You know, How about your mom? My mom never got. She 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 likes the um, isogenic shakes, the plant, the plant protein ones I have. So I'll make her a shake every now and then. But you know, you add, I add a banana in it to make it sweeter for her. But <laughs> she she's a little one too, you know, and um, she's dealing with. Um, her back, she might have, she, she's getting a second opinion today, so she might have to have like a, a, a rod put on her back, like mm. a metal rod. Yeah. She thought she, she thought it was a sciatica, but it was arthritis that built up into her spine. So she's been in a lot of pain the last mm. like few months. So she's just getting a second opinion now to see if it's worth it. You know, she's 73 years old and she's like, well, am I going to have the energy to get through this? You know, it's right. like a 12, 12, 14 week recovery and that's a long time yeah so we'll see what this doctor says but um she she never really got now she doesn't like to like she likes the sweeter juices right you know but she never really got into it but she never really ate bad you know right um she still loves her tomato sandwiches she loves she's the only one i know that eats tomato sandwiches (laughs) i've never met anybody who eats tomato sandwiches well, do you have siblings or? I do. I have three three sisters. Okay. Um, and they're all uh, married with kids, except the youngest one. Uh, they're all cool. Um, they, you know, they're great because they always include something vegetarian or like vegan if we do like a big family thing. Okay. You know, and they don't judge me for what I'm doing. You know, that sometimes my brother-in-law like jokes around like if they had a barbecue, he'll make. You know, all that burgers and stuff that they're eating, and then he'll, like, put a tree branch, like, next to it for me. You know, like, took it around, you know. So he'll, like, he'll take a couple things off, of, like, a bush in the yard and, like, put it 
like like hand it to me, you know. <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're, they're totally cool, you know. They um, I keep telling them, you know. Hopefully, they'll follow my footsteps. But I just keep telling them, like, you know, nowadays too, it's like there's so many options. Like I'm here in Columbus, and we went to a restaurant, and every single dish there is, you could have them make a vegan. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty cool. That wasn't like that 10 years ago. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Well, I tell people even five years ago when we transitioned our diet at home and I started using this with patients, I lived in western rural Colorado. And if I can do it in a town called Rifle, Colorado, you can do this anywhere. I'm sorry. Exactly. But that is true. <laughs> it is. No, it is true. And it's not that hard. No. It's like people, like, they just think, like, like you don't eat meat? I love that one. What? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, no, I don't. I don't. I eat plants, and that's it. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with it, you know? Absolutely. There's And there's so, no need to include, you know, dead carcass in your life. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. I, I just look at it where it's like I've done my share of that. You know, the other thing, too, is, and I didn't realize I was watching a documentary. Um, so one that Rich Roll was on about I, I didn't realize how much water we saved from that, like, eating... Cowspiracy? Uh, or what the health? I think it was cowspiracy. Yeah. Like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of gallons of water, like, for people who don't eat meat. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, I couldn't, I couldn't believe that. I never realized. So, like, every day that I do this, I feel like I'm giving my... You know, I'm helping the earth. Right, absolutely. And we need to be aware of that. I mean, our carbon footprint is much smaller eating plants. But, you know, our, oh. my kids are in their 20s, you know, so... And one one that's 18 but i mean you're just looking at these future that they have and so we have to be good stewards of what we have left we've done a very nice job of ravaging the earth we have to you know invest know. In, in slowing that process down and stopping so. are you are your kids all plant-based um when we transitioned our diet five years ago my kids were 18 16 and 13 and my husband okay. my husband went on to lose 65 pounds and nice. My two boys, who are now 18 and almost 21, transitioned fairly quickly. There was some time, you know, in there. Um, but my yeah. daughter, who was 18 at the time, went off to college. And she was like, I want no part of that. I like my cheese or whatever. And But I just saw her. She's 23 now. So um, she came to visit just over this last weekend with her boyfriend. And they have both agreed to give this a whirl. So oh, cool. I've been working on her for five years. That's hilarious. <laughs> and That's everything funny. that I've done and do and work with patients, and um, I'm beside myself because she's starting medical school this fall. So, I oh, mean, cool. the lives that she could affect by doing this and sharing that message. And, you know, and I did mention that I would try to um, evade her, invade her um, school and maybe do a lecture or two <laughs> to her class. Yeah, that would go, but that would be great. That so, would be, yeah, you should. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's amazing you know it's so funny um living in new york you know and um i was raised italian you know uh in my family so on christmas this past year we you know my we always have a big italian feast but they just opened up like not even a mile from my house an old vegan italian restaurant wow and i could add i was like it's the only one in new york and i could not believe it i was like I'm like, this is all vegan, you know, and I remember reading about it in a magazine, and they opened up a second location. With, there's two of them on Long Island. Wow. So I went down there, and I was like, man, I want, because I love pizza, but I didn't want, I was like, I don't want regular pizza, but they have this cashew cheese mm. that tastes, tastes just like mozzarella. I couldn't believe it. Wow. And uh, so I had Christmas Eve, I had a little um, vegan pizza. 
That is fantastic. What's the name of this? It's called Two Brothers. Two Brothers? Yeah, Two Brothers. Cool. Yeah, and it's like right in my hometown, so it's it's like perfect. So when my family gets together and they have, I treated to dinner and they wanted regular Italian food. I was like, that's fine, you know. And then everybody tried mine. And like, wow, that's actually really good. I'm like, thank you. And they make every dish vegan, you know. And then one, I remember on, uh, I tried their uh, fettuccine, what was it, their fettuccine Alfredo or something. Because I was like, oh, curious to see what this tastes like. And it was unbelievable. And I think also, too, as you would know, when you switch to plant-based, your taste buds change completely. Oh, you know what I mean? So, any, so what we taste amazing to us if someone's eating butter and meat and all that crap, when they eat it, they'll for them it's disgusting. But for us, it's way different, you know. However, I can make a fettuccine alfredo sauce out of cauliflower that I give to omnivores and meat eaters, and they can't believe it. They're like, Doctor Marbus, you're eating meat or cheese. I was like, I am not eating cheese. You are That's eating cauliflower. <laughs> no oil, it's, no butter. It's a yeah. It's amazing though. It's it's really really cool how. Uh, you have these options now. It's like almost to a point where, like, if you're like, all right, I'm going to go plant-based, it's not hard. You, it, know? It, you know, it really isn't. I think, you know, then we just got to fine-tune the, the intricacies and you make sure people are not just consuming the processed vegan junk foods. You know, that yeah. that can happen. And which, which happened to me when I was on this tour. Mm. I got addicted to those um, Larry and, and Lenny cookies, or those protein cookies that are vegan. I don't I've not seen those. They're in, um, I think they're in one of those. Sounds stores. like I shouldn't. Jeans. Yeah, <laughs> they're really, really good, you know. And I was like, these, how could these be vegan, you know? And then I, but I stopped. I stopped all processed stuff. Like that was the only thing I really ate processed stuff. But they were addicting, you know. It's like, yeah. oh, this. I, I, you always wanted one after like a, a show or something, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, but. Mm-hmm. You know, I started, like, on March 1st. Uh, well, I haven't had one of those cookies since, like, January. And now I, I just, uh, yeah, I just stopped it. But I know what you're saying. Like, So that was my little, I could see how they could become addicting, too. You know, I was like, oh, they're vegan. They're, but it, right, but you can eat an Oreo cookie and soda and still be vegan. And I so, know. and then that's, that's tough for patients when I t- well, transition. Go ahead. Absolutely. No, see, that's the problem with a lot of societies that they think, oh, it's vegan. That means it's healthy. Mm-hmm. It's like vegan desserts. I, I, when my, we have a birthday club in our show. So every week, I mean, I've never seen so much sugar in my life. We sing happy mm-hmm. birthday, and there's just these huge cakes once a week at least because it's somebody's birthday. And I never had one piece except for mine because they've got me a vegan cake. And it was the most amazing cake. I've, and it was in Omaha, Nebraska. So there you go. Like, <laughs> Omaha, I think steaks right away. Like, they're not going to find anything vegan here. You yeah, know? like a company named yeah. Omaha Steaks, right? Yeah, exactly. So they found <laughs> a uh, place that made vegan cakes. And everybody loved it. I told I wow. told the guy who bought it, I said, don't tell anybody it's vegan. I said, we're going like, to be like, I don't want it. Because I didn't want to eat this whole cake by myself. <laughs> You know, and then after I tried it, I didn't want anybody to eat it. It's like, like oh, it's not, vegan, it's vegan, stop, stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I just ran a half marathon, I've eaten this whole cake, you know. But it was, it's amazing, though, but these vegan bakeries, like, there's these desserts, you know. I, I had my father and my mom try them Christmas Eve. I went to a bakery, and I bought some vegan stuff, because I, I just wanted to see if anybody would know. Right. You know, it's still sugar, it's still not healthy, 
but it's a better option. Right. If you are going to go that route, you know what I mean? Right. You can at least remove you know, the eggs and the dairy. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's like for them, it's like, you can't, you can't tell. Yeah. You know, yeah. but the one thing I will know, I will tell you is from eating at vegan restaurants and getting like a nice healthy meal, this and that, I never feel like, like, Oh God, I'm so full. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like I used to, like if you went to eat barbecue or, um, burgers and fries, you know, stuff like that. I used to feel like crap, but I don't feel like it anymore, ever. That's a very common thing. You don't get the, you know, the sleep, the the need to just go to sleep after eating such a heavy meal. Yeah. You know, in the ER, when I was a resident, we hated being on call um, in on either on Thanksgiving, Christmas, or New Year's Day or New Year's Eve because that's when your highest rates of heart attack occur because people are in these really high fatty meals. And, yeah. you know, it, they already have heart disease, and you just basically put the, the final nail in the coffin, literally, yeah. and they come in with the heart attack. And you'll see it spike up. It's, uh, yeah, it's really uh, I bet. Interesting. Yeah. No, I could totally see that. My friend Kelsey in the show, her and I hit all the vegan restaurants in each city we go to. Oh, that's awesome. It's like a, and then we should have started a blog, and we never did, and we kind of regret it. Yeah. But we go, every city we're in, we just go to, I, in the beginning, I used to go to all juice bars until I got this uh, deal with this juice company where I was like, well, I don't need to do that anymore because they, they were shipping the juices to me. But every city I'm in, I, we go to a vegan restaurant. Oh, that's uh, Usually on Saturday. Yeah, and it's great. And we, there are some great restaurants throughout the country. Oh, like, yeah. You never think St. Louis. St. Louis had one of the best that I've ever went to. What's it called? Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of it. Um, that's the thing. I'm bad with names. I just, <laughs> when I'm there, I know I remember the name. You, you know? need a journal, so whenever you. I know. There's two of them that are like right next to each other. I don't even remember. They're on the same street. Oh, okay. They, Happy yeah, Cow. <laughs> yeah, you, that's exactly what I use. I, I use the Happy Cow. And I'm like, well, let's go try this one. This has four stars. Or this has, you know. Yeah. But the best I've had so far was definitely in California. Oh, really? We're in California. Yeah. Costa Mesa. Oh wow! I don't remember, I don't remember the name offhand, but okay. it's the only vegan place that was there, and it was amazing. Just you I, know, there's a place if you're ever in um, Salt Lake City. It's called okay. Sage. Um, Sage. Oh my goodness, it's delicious. And uh, I, because I've been all over the country, not as off as where you are, but just yeah, yeah. from around the country that I've been, you know, east, west, and north, south, whatever. That is by far the best that I've had so far. Oh, that's good. I'm excited for Portland because I heard Portland has a lot of great places. Oh, have you been to the Veggie Grill? I haven't. Oh, the Veggie Grill is the, that's the fast chain, that's, yeah, right? Yeah, they have yeah, one in it's, Portland. It's I had I went to the one in uh, California. It was oh, excellent. Yeah, that's the one that makes the uh, the, the fried cauliflower. Yeah, or I, something like that. You know, it's, it's been like, five years since I've been there, but they have this this amazing quinoa dish that my husband just like oh hail to the kale I think is what it was called and a quinoa and. I used to Good. get the, uh, yeah, there was like a Mediterranean dish I always got mm-hmm. with like falafel in it that I loved. But yeah, that place is great. And if you're ever, really, really... If you're ever in Boca, there's a little, uh, uh, it's a fourth generation market. They actually, okay. all organic, they give us our food here for their program um, for Dr. Farmer's oh, Health cool. Oasis. And they make the most amazing raw waffle uh, like wrap with like this carrot and Oh my goodness, it's delicious! So I always go there because they have an entire vegan menu, soups oh, nice. and wraps and sandwiches and oh my yeah, goodness, there's so many options. You know, there's some cities you go to where you don't have anything. But I just talk to them. I say, can I just get you know some 
vegetables and a baked potato. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, what, I, you know what I discovered too? I don't know if you ever tried this. No. But it's either a sweet potato or a regular baked potato with a, a scoop of guacamole in it. No, I haven't. And you think like, oh, God, that's gross. I tr Someone in San Francisco told me, I went to this vegan place in San Francisco. He goes, you know, it's really good when you do a scoop of guacamole. Because I didn't want butter and I didn't want sour right. cream. So what else can I put on here? He goes, do you ever try guacamole? I said, no. And he, I tried it and I fell in love with it. It was oh. it's delicious. It's a good texture. You wouldn't think it. Well, it's creamy. It makes sense. I mean, yeah. if you put some black beans, I love black beans and sweet potatoes, black beans and potatoes. Yeah, and yeah, salsa. yeah. I imagine the guac. I like grew up in New Mexico, so I'm like. Oh, yeah. So there you go. Yeah, I'm yeah. all about those flavors. Yeah, That's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. So it's good to try. Cool. And either one, regular or sweet. You know? So I'm so. curious. I know um, we're pushing towards the hour that you had, and I was, what advice would you give to someone if they're searching for answers, you know, because this is kind of the reason why I started the podcast is I want to share stories of amazing people like you and okay. people who have, you know, changed their life literally with a mindset. It's like a one day thing. They just either someone talks to them and they decided I'm enough or sick. But I wanted to share those stories so people can get some insight as to what in their own life they could use tools or whatever. And I always ask for any advice that you might have for someone who's contemplating either pursuing a plant based diet or at least moving in that direction or anything in life, any any advice that you would give that you've learned in this journey that you've done in the last few years? Um, I would say, I think, well, I think there's a couple of things. One, get, get if you are going to do this and you decide, like, okay, well, I want to try this, you have to try it. You can't just do it for two days. Give yourself, give yourself some time. Say, you know what, I'm going to try this for a month or even longer. Even sometimes a month is not enough, you know? Especially if you have that in your head where you're like, okay, this is what I hate the most sometimes when people go, all right, well, I think I'm, I'm going to do this for two weeks and then and then I'm going to probably go back to what I'm doing. And it's like, don't even bother. People that do juicing, they always say like, all right, well, I think what I'll do is I'll juice for 14 days and I'll probably lose about 20 pounds there. And then I'll be able to, and I go, you don't understand the point of juicing. That's not the reason. Yes, you are going to lose weight, but there's there's way more to it than just losing weight, you know. So I would say you have to you give it a shot. Like let it let it settle in. You know, it's not going to settle in. What do they say? It takes thirty days for your body to. They say adjust. twenty one minimal, but I think almost it's almost over sixty when you really. I, I agree. Okay. I agree. I'd say minimal two months for sure. So. So just give it a shot. Give it a couple of months um, and, and just do it. Follow it. Just just commit to it. Uh, the other thing is get, in, get around people that do it. Learn from them. Talk to them. If you're, if you're having problems and you need help, it's always good to just reach out to people. And there's tons of groups on Facebook. There's tons of whatever – any kind of diet you're looking to do or any kind of food program. I don't even like to say diet anymore. Any kind of lifestyle you're trying to approach or to learn from, there's tons of people doing it. Um, you know, I learn from everybody online, or, you know, and, and from other people that are on journeys as well. That's one of my favorite things about doing what I've done is learning about everyone else's journeys because you're not alone. It's like, you know what? This person suffered just as much as I did or is kicking ass as much as I have or this or that, you know, which is pretty cool. 
So get yourself around a community. I think that is so important, you know, um, regardless to whatever it is you're trying to do. If it's, if it's trying to eat better, if you're trying to learn how to play guitar, if you're trying to learn how to run, if you're trying to learn how to cook, just you got to get yourself in a community, which, which I think helps you stay focused. And that's my third thing. You have to stay focused. You have to just keep, keep your eye on the prize, you know, figure out this is what you have to do, you know. Like some people don't have a choice. Right. It's like certain people are at their last leg and it's like, listen, you have to do this. This is going to work. Trust me. You know, and then you have all these people who have changed their lives and you know it works. Right. It's just, it's just all about that you committing to it and you want, you have to want it too. Right. You have to want it. I didn't, it took me a long time to really want what I have now, you know? Right. And I'm still working at it. I'm not done yet. This is my life, though. Mm -hmm. People say, like, oh, man, you work out every day. And I go, it's my life. You know, I do have a rest day, too. So, <laughs> But but it's part of it's. But I realized that. Like, the other day, I, I was running back from after the class, and I had my backpack on me with, like, with two big bottles of water. And I'm saying to myself, man, this is like an extra 30 pounds. And then I thought back of, like, when I couldn't walk a quarter of a block. And here I am running back after doing an hour workout. It's, it's pretty amazing, you know. But that's my life now. This is what I have to do in order to, to, to be who I am now, you know. But I don't mind that. I actually like it. Right. And, um, you know, but you, you have to want it before anything. If it's not here, forget it. And if it's not here, too, it's got to be in your heart just as much as it is in your head. But it's a mental thing, as you know, you know. And um, but I, once you stick with it and you see progress and you just keep going and it gets better and better. And you look back and you go, man, I'm so happy I, I made that change. Otherwise, you could do that other turn and you can end up in a wheelchair. You can end up having operation after operation or drug after drug. And I'm so happy I decided not or that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's true, you know. But um, so that, that would be my thing. You know, you really need to want it and, and do it. Get yourself around a community and, uh, and stay focused. I think that's solid advice. I mean, finding yeah. your tribe is so important that and, I, if, if you're not truly focused, like I tend to be a very – laser-like focus individual that's how I made it through medical school with three little kids so I had to so and then when I was in western Colorado I was the only doctor that I knew of who was doing this for the first two years and so you have to stay focused that's absolutely true for me it's pretty simple because once I make a mind up I'm really stubborn what was what have you found that helps you stay focused is it holding on to what your feelings that you're having and your success or is it something else or the fear of being going back I think what's helped me stay focused, believe it or not, is starting that community page on Facebook. I have thousands of people following my journey, and I, I, have to, I have to stay focused. I have to make sure I don't lose track because I have all these people that are looking up to me to follow. You know what I mean? And I think having that, it keeps me accountable. You know what I mean? It makes me stay focused. And, I, and I'm not done yet. You know, I want to get below 200 pounds. Right. And um, and that's that's my goal. That's my next goal. And I don't know how long that's going to take me, and I'm okay with that. But it's it's all about, you know, like I love that, that um, 
it's like you know it's not a sprint it's a journey you know or it's not it's what do they say it's not it's the marathon mm-hmm. you know and it's so true because i feel that too many people focus on trying to lose everything way too fast right. and sometimes it just happens because she's so focused you know but it's not about that it's about it's about a lifestyle it's about developing that you know and and um and the other thing too i will say to people is you know you're going to have your up and downs but that's okay because that's how you're going to become stronger well it's what Regardless you learn from right you're, yeah you're and, learning. You know, mm-hmm. and that's in anything too besides just food or if you're exercising you know it's like mm-hmm. how many times have you run and then you ran two weeks later and you were terrible compared yeah. to that effort you know what i mean it's yeah. just our yeah. bodies are different every single day. Yeah. Every day is different. Yeah. And that's what makes life exciting. You don't know what's going to happen next. That's why you have to live. You have to live and do what you want. You know, you and know? I, I think that's there's a few things there, especially that I, I think are really important, is that is as I've moved to this way of living, I mean, I didn't have any weight loss issues, but my allergies got better and, you know, minor things. But what's amazing is the people that I've met are so incredible and amazing and kind and loving. And it's such a wonderful environment to be with just socially with those type of individuals. But then to also to see that people go from being focused and selfish as far as in a a needed way. I mean, they're focused on their own health and, um, you know, people on medications and they're sick and they, there's like, Oh, my next doctor appointments tomorrow and I got to do this and I'm sick today. And, And there's always these excuses and they're not well, but suddenly when you change your diet or change your lifestyle and you start focusing on getting well, they start living like you're describing. They start doing the things that they were put on earth to do. They're you know, sharing their talents. They're, they're, they're trying new hobbies. They're being more yeah. present with their kids. So that's the really cool thing. I think people miss, you know, it's more than just losing weight. It's more than just getting off Way pressure more. meds. It's a whole life. It's, it's a whole a, life. It's living exactly and- what you said. And as a musician, too, one thing I noticed as I got healthier and healthier and, um, and, and lost the weight, I've noticed, too, like, and it's, it's going to sound different to maybe to you being that you're not a musician, but I started to hear music differently when I was on stage. There were things that I didn't hear before. So I was thinking, like, well, maybe from doing all this, my hearing got better. I have no idea. I have no idea. But I started to hear things where I was like, man, I never heard that before. It's, it's probably more of an inside thing for me, or maybe another musician did understand what I was talking about because he had lost a bunch of weight and got healthier. He was, man, I know what you're talking about. And I, I couldn't explain it. And I, I, was, um, I was a guest for Joe Cross at his, he had a, um, a juice reboot week, and I was one of his guest speakers there, where they, people would just come for five days and all we would do is juice. And they would have all these different doctors come and talk about plant lifestyles and this and that. And, um, and I remember telling the people that when I was talking. What was cool was when I talked, I actually played bass. And I told my story as I was playing bass. So it was sort of like a concert slash uh, motivational story slash like comedy. That's awesome. Yeah, because my, my stories are definitely, you know, just my accent alone, I guess, when I talk. You know, <laughs> I was like, listen, you know, I try... I was very good here. I just definitely try not to curse, but I'm such a New Yorker. Like I'm sometimes like <laughs> F this, F that, you know, but I try to like be really, really good. <laughs> but so it was really kind of cool. And I hope I could do that in the future. I do more of that because 
I noticed it was the first time I ever did it, and it worked really well. And you could just mm -hmm. see people smiling, and you're getting a message across to them. And it was just kind of fun. And I explained to them about my first three days. Because some of these people, were this is the first time they were ever juicing. And it's it's hard. You know, day three, I remember my first time. I was I was miserable. I was like, oh, my God, I think I'm done. Mm -hmm. So I'd be playing the bass. And I would just, you know, as day one, I would just, you know, and I'm all happy. And I'm like, yeah, I feel good. And then day two, I'm playing. And then it's starting to get a little slower. <laughs> and then day three, I just kind of, like, took my bow out and played this really out stuff. You know, like, you know, like, but that's how I felt. And the crowd was just laughing. And because that's exactly how they feel. And it was right. fun to approach how people feel while they're doing this to an instrument you know right. it's kind of funny right and then but i explained to them in that seminar about how how i just started to hear differently you know and and it was pretty cool and it's hard to explain i think maybe musicians just get that like another but dimension it, was opened up almost huh yeah it was really weird i i, I have a hard time explaining it but everything improves everything mm -hmm. there's nothing gets worse it's not like you like oh, man, I lost 200 pounds. I feel terrible. <laughs> you know, it's like that doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Well, it's a different it's just, weight loss than gastric bypass, right? So Yeah, it is, yeah. You know, gastric... Even those people that do that... Um, they're not I, well. I, first of all, and I will... T I, I, I shared this a couple of times, but I... This was about, I don't know, five years ago. I was up for lap band surgery. Oh, wow. I did all the tests. I passed everything... With high colors. I didn't have sleep apnea. I didn't have high cholesterol. I didn't have this. And the insurance company said, hey, man, just lose weight. We're not going to pay for this. And I, said, and I took that as a sign where, okay, cool. And that's I, that's what I did. I just stopped and I just focused. And I'm really happy. It was almost like a sign came down and said, don't do this because this could this would be bad. Right. I know some people that have had it done and they look great. But there's always that chance. You know, I'd rather... And there's consequences to it. You know, there's absorption issues and scarring and some people end yeah. up with ulcerations yeah. and 30% gain their weight back. Yeah. So it's a, but I know a lot of people that did really great with it. And, and I don't, yeah. and again, it's another thing I don't judge. It's your life. If you want to do that. Mm -hmm. But the thing is when you get off that and you're done doing that, you better follow a healthy lifestyle because it's just going to help. And it's the mindset can't, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can't just go back to eating the way you were because right. you had, it defeats the purpose. What's right. the point of doing it? Right. You know, exactly. So, um, so yeah. So it was interesting doing that seminar, and but I hope to do more of that because I think it comes across more across pretty well. You should do a Facebook live feed on your page. I probably will at some point. Yeah, that'd be really awesome. I'm I'm really looking forward to working with Circus League, and because I remember the last time I worked with them before. And this was 2009, and I remember, like, just struggling on the elliptical in their gym and watching these gymnasts do that thing. And I'm, I'm in such better shape. I hope I could find, like, a coach there that really – they have these, like, Russian coaches that are hardcore. It would be fun to, like, have a really good coach there. But I'm really looking forward to seeing the difference now, like, running on a treadmill watching, you know. Wow. I'm in such better shape than I was in 2009. So right. it, it'll be interesting to see. Um, no, but I'm looking for – Will they all be in one city, or will you be traveling around again? No, I'll be I'll be all over the oh, uh, no. the first two. It's a 
it's going to be all over the world. So the first mm-hmm. two years, U.S. and Canada. And, um, yeah, so it would be cool. And you know what's great, too? I've gotten to meet a lot of people in the plant-based juice world as I've been traveling and touring. Which oh, is, yeah. that's, that's really, really cool, too, to get to meet people that I only know on Facebook. Right. You know, but you feel like you've known them your whole lives because you communicate so much. Right, you know? exactly. That, that's fun. Meeting folks from Facebook in person has been a thrill. And it's yeah, I bet. Yeah, it's pretty cool, right? Yeah. Very cool. Well, I guess, you know, I bless your heart, I've kept you for like an hour and <laughs> over an hour. Yeah. I got another. I, today's an off day, so I don't have to okay. work out. <laughs> well, um, hey, real quick yeah, question. Sure. So, this clinic that you're working for with Dr. Furman, right? The, yeah. um, do they take insurance? Like, how does yeah. that work? We they actually do. We do take insurance, and we've actually had insurance pay. Um, so, and we work with you. And so there's, you know, there's the, it's nine to four, five days a week when they can, we have places for them to stay. They can stay in, a, there's some apartments or they can stay at the Boca Beach Club Resort. Our office is off campus. We're in a separate facility and okay. um, they're like regular offices, you know, with, you know, you know, a, a conference rooms and my office. I think and, I, I, I might have heard about this. It, what, what's the program called? Dr. Furman's Health Oasis. Okay, no, I didn't. There's an isn't is there another one that's in like South Florida? There's a Hippocrates in the Pritikin Center, so um, they're a little yeah. bit different. Um, okay, focus. They don't do the psychology stuff. Um, we've had some really good success. Like we 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 actually opened January 9th, so it's like a startup. That's awesome. Yeah, and um, we had one of our first patients yesterday come back. She stayed with us for six weeks. And did tremendous, and she she was over also 500 pounds, and she spoke to, so now she's not even three months in and has lost almost, you know, 72 pounds or something like that. That's great. That's and fantastic. what was amazing, though, was hearing her speak to our other patients that are here and just how inwardly she's changed. Like, she speaks differently. She has a, a more confidence. Even though she still has a long journey ahead, you know, she kind of spoke to, as what you were saying earlier about, Wow, you know this thirty pounds is heavy, but then you remember back to well, what was it like yeah. to carry around all that extra weight? She's like, yeah. I can go upstairs now, and I'm thinking, you know, with my groceries, and she goes, Wow, it was even harder for me just to move before, and you know, and just her mindset, her um, previous isolation and and shame, all that has improved or changed. It's just been really incredible. That those for that's me, right. that's the cool part for me is to see. Of course. Yeah. It's so much more than numbers. <laughs> so You know, and, and I'm going to be, uh, you know, we have a three-week vacation uh, in May, and the first week I'm going to hang in New York, but then I decided, like, I was going to go on vacation, but then I decided I'm going to go back to my very first personal trainer I've ever had in Orlando, Florida. Oh, nice. And he's going to, yeah, because I said, hey, man, you want to train me for a couple of weeks because I'm training for this half marathon. Cool. So it should be really cool. But if I'm in Florida, I'd love to, can I come visit this You place? absolutely can come yeah, visit. Yeah, I might, I might take a drive down during the day and come see it. Yeah, absolutely. Cool, yeah, because I'll be there in, in May. That'd like be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. The, really cool. the only time in May I won't be here is uh, actually I'll be in Orlando on the 17th. I'm giving a speech at the Medical Fitness Association about doing this. On May 17th? On May 17th. And then I'm flying from here. I'll fly to Colorado. My youngest, my baby's graduating high school. So oh, then, cool. Then the family will come. But any time before then or after then, I'm around. But yeah, I'll be in well, Orlando on the 17th. Yeah, I'll be, I will be in um, well, Orlando. I'll be in New York there now. Point, but I'll be in Orlando May 
1st to June 4th. Oh, cool. So yeah, I'll be back by then. Yeah. So is your family all in Colorado and you're yeah. here in Florida? So my oh, family, okay. we've been separated since uh, October. They come and visit. Um, yeah. And uh, so my middle one is in college. He's transferring to FAU. And then okay. the little one's finishing high school, and he'll go to college in Colorado. And then my daughter's going to start medical school in Texas. So, oh, cool! That's right. <laughs> Sorry, well, I mean, yeah. Yes, point. <laughs> yeah, does your husband come? Like, is he in Florida with you? Not yet. He's at home with okay. the, the little guy. Um, well, he's not so little. He's five ten. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, he has a job. He got a job here, and so we're just. He'll move down in June, and um, I was going to. So yeah, I'm excited. I was going to say, because you have three kids, and, like, you, you look like you're 23 years old. <laughs> and uh, it's like, thank you. Yeah, I, that was so, it's just funny I, to, like, you <laughs> say you have three kids that are in their 20s. You know? like, <laughs> I am older than you, Mr. Bobby. I am older than you. I'll just say that. No, yeah. No, you look good. <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, you know, it, you know, it, it uh talks to you know just good health habits because i i never drank and yeah. never smoked and you know i always exercised and i was in the military and so um try to keep stress down as much as you can but yeah it's a that says you know it says a lot too it, you're in you're investing in your health right it's a health savings yeah. account so you know it's funny if i could go back in time like if i was in high school i would i would have went into the military oh wow that's cool and i think the reason i didn't is because during that time when i was graduating like the Gulf War, I just started, and I was like, I don't know if I want to go fight in the war, you know, like, I was just a little nervous about it, but I would have went more towards the music, oh, playing, because yeah. oh. the band's unbelievable. When I was deployed overseas in the Middle East, when they would come, they came at Christmas, because that's already a tough enough time, being away from your family, and yeah. the, I was in the Air Force, and the Air Force band came, yeah. <clears throat> and I'll tell you, that was such a treat, and they're so talented. Oh, I bet. And, oh, they are. I mean, these are folks that are active duty. I was like, now that's a job, getting paid yeah. to go around and play, and play for, for troops these. who are so excited to see you, right? And, I know. Uh, and I yeah. almost, uh, I almost, so I cool. should have done it. But, I mean, I'm happy oh, how life yeah. turned out. Yeah, yeah. But So you, you, you were over in the uh, Middle East? Yep. You had to go? Yep. Well, yep. thank you for your service. Oh, thank you. Yeah, my husband yeah. and I both were active duty at different times, so we oh, wow. had some interesting times. <laughs> yeah, well, I bet. I bet. I'm, I'm, so. I'll be happy never to go back to that place. <laughs> yeah, I hope you never have to. Yeah. yeah are, you still, are you guys still active? Are you no, retired? I did my four years because okay. um, I felt, you know, with my kids and stuff, that was just too hard, and my husband did seven. But, you know, I got to go to South America, and I, you know, I, I've uh, done other things like with, you know, our a medical mission trip that was a Christian-based organization. Last year I went to Uganda and took my kids. Cool. So we try to do those things um, and just really share, you know, the, the love of Christ and all that. And so that was really fun. Um, That's cool. Yeah, Good. it was really fun. Good. But, That's um, awesome. You know, well, congrats, I, congrats to you for, like, because, you know, it's hard, like, shuffling back and forth, I bet, and having three kids and, you know, yeah. I mean, that's, it's that's hard. So props to you for staying strong. And I'm <laughs> sure you had your days where it's harder than, than you know. But yeah, but thank you for this. But you could communicate through technology, which yeah. makes it feels like you're there. You know. Uh, yeah, we FaceTime with my husband daily, and um, you know, it's it's hard. There are days because I've not been by myself because my grandmother lived with us for eight years. My husband and I, my I had a custody of a cousin for a year. My in-laws lived with us for six, and so we're used to five seven eight people in the house yeah. and now <laughs> by myself yeah yeah and we got married out of college you know right out of 
And so I, it's been the first time in almost 24 years. And um, so it's been a very interesting time for sure. So, so while you're in Florida, have you got involved with communities, like running oh, communities? Not necessarily running, but I started doing um, a Krav Maga, which is an Israeli self-defense system. That's so funny you said that. That's my next thing that I want to do. I want to really? like when I think yeah I want to learn how to do all that. You need to come and, if you come. I'm going to introduce you to my friends John and Lee. And yeah, please. They're amazing. Um, yeah. I want to find studios. That's I think that that's going to be my next thing after this marathon I do this half marathon. Yeah. I want to really learn that. So that would be like probably like a fall thing. Yeah. But I'm hoping I can find schools throughout the United States because I really do want to learn that. Yeah. I, it's something that I. That was one of my goals this January, where I set awesome. for like the new year. Like I wanted to learn that. Yeah. Yeah. She. They'd run a. It's a fitness. Um, they do fitness. Like they call it combat fitness. So it's boxing and it's a lot of you know self defense techniques. And then he teaches the Krav Maga side. He actually created his own system. It's a recognized system. He was. Um, John Riddle's amazing. He was. Uh, she's prior military SWAT. He was in the air. Uh, Air Force, and then he was in the police for I think 28 years, 26, 28 years, and 16 of those oh, were SWAT. He's done kickboxing. He's trained in judo and Krav Maga. He's been all over the world. I mean, just amazing people. It's like half a mile from my little apartment, and so oh, that's perfect. Yeah, they've been fantastic, and so they actually um, within 24 hours of you know two days of meeting them, they they changed their diet. They're plant based. Oh, now. cool! And oh, good. <laughs> I, I, That's awesome. I, I lead by you can see where I've been by my conversions is what I call them. So, um, and they've had some amazing responses. And so, um, yeah, and uh, it's just been really that's cool great. stuff. Yeah, really that's, cool. That's that's really really cool. I know. I love. I'm hoping that some of these people on the show convert over to that. Yeah. You know, to more plant based because you know they, my one friend Rob is always complaining about acid reflux and. Oh, you, like, you need to tell him that goes away I so know. quickly with all of my patients. And I mean, these are people who have been on these type of things for years, just yeah. gone within two weeks, gone. The, pro the problem with two of my friends, they just, they love beer so much. So tell them to give up everything but the beer to start with that. You know, I, I say, know. keep the one vice that you're just, I can't give up. I'm like, okay, well, let's do everything else. And then you work That's on them with that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. So I know I'm hoping that's just like he feels great after this juice cleanse to a point where Always he's like, doing that. yeah, yeah, I got both of them. I got four people doing a three day juice cleanse. That's they kept on complaining and complaining. And then everybody comes up to me. And it's like, you know, they, they see my posts every day, you know, run right. this or I went to this class or this, you know, so it kind of motivates them. Yeah. And um, so I'm just. Just tell him, like, you know, like, it's only three days, guys. I Like, I did, like, 180, all right? So shut up and <laughs> just do it, you know? You know but I make, them little, I make them little videos each day to make sure they do, you know, it's just funny videos to keep them motivated and just, uh... That's, but that's today's, really today's the harder day. I think today's going to be the harder day for them because if they're detoxing, they're going to feel terrible. Oh, my heavens. Let me tell you about detox. When you have... <laughs> and we seem to get clusters of people. Yeah. <laughs> and, um maybe three or four in a week, you know, they'll come. And so I eat lunch with these guys every single day. I'm with them all day, you know, doing different things. And that first week, that first few days are okay, but then day three, four, five, oh, my heavens, it's um, joint pain, body aches, I feel headache, I'm tired and, you know, complaining. <laughs> and then there's, like, this day that just happens. It's like, Ding. they're like, oh, I feel so much better. I got energy. I'm sleeping. I'm like, yeah, you were drying from all those toxins. I, I know. <laughs> You know, and it's funny too, like, but even if like, like, I guess, well, yesterday I did that 
I did, it was a really, really rough uh, workout because it was a run row. And, you know, I don't know if you do rowing, but rowing is pretty hardcore, you know, when mm. you do a lot, you know. So, but I'm just juicing with them too. But I felt it a little bit last night. Where I was like, man, I'm really tired. Right. But like today, I feel great. But I've also been just eating so clean too. Like right. for me, it's nothing. But for them, you know, they were like drinking beer the night before they did this so juice cleanse. And I told them, I said, "You guys are idiots." I <laughs> said, it's, it's, it's just not gonna. It's the pizza world. Because they wanted to know, like, hey, can we have beer on like Sunday? I said, no, man, you're not having beer until we get to Philadelphia. So like Tuesday, Wednesday. I said, because it defeats the purpose. What are you trying to do there? You know, like I don't get it. I, you know, I, I never understood that either. But it's, it's funny. Like people come here, they know, and they're paying to come. And they know they're in trouble, but they always talk about the last meal that they had. You know, I'm, oh, I had Dr. Marvis, I had this steak and this. I'm like, why would you do that? Because that still has I a just, process uh, through your body. <laughs> when I was on, like, day 45, 46, whatever, I used to uh, ask people, like, what are you, oh, like, we're eating now. Like, oh, what are you eating? You know, because I would just juice it. And I would have them send me pictures. Like, man, send me a picture of the oh, meal. I want to see how God. it looks, you know. Which was really funny. But, my, you know, I was um, telling them. The, the people that are doing this cleanse, I used to cook. Well, I think I told you this early in the mm-hmm. interview. I would cook dinner, right, for friends, and that's like crazy. that's when you knew, like you just didn't care. That's when you focused. Yeah, you have the power, and you're like, you know what? I'm doing what I have to do, so mm-hmm. it's all good. That you is know? definitely focus when you can do yeah, that yeah. and you know that like for example when we switched over in early 2012 and then we had our first thanksgiving i did bring a turkey for the people who wanted that we invited over and mm-hmm. then after that he's like you know what i'm not going to feed people that i love and care for this food and yeah. um so i'm not going to make it in i never serve sodas or anything in the house why would i give this now you know this one-time meal i'm still not it's, this is not a reason to be thanksgiving <laughs> so so we've had a lot of fun creating different dishes, and um, people have been very uh, nice to us when we we went to, at Christmas, or was it Thanksgiving? It was Thanksgiving to my daughter's boyfriend's house. They created a huge, I mean, all plant based meal for us. It had roasted squash and sweet potatoes, and it was so colorful and delicious. Yeah. And then there's their traditional meal with their brown and white, you know, and a little bit of green bean. And they're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Hey, um, that looks really good. Can I have some? I'm like, well, yeah, you guys made it. This is delicious. And so, um, it was really fun for them. One, the process of making it, but two was just yeah. the joy of seeing them. Like, wow, it just looks appealing because of the colors and. Yeah, uh, my friend made me um, stuffed acorn squashes. That's what we had. Oh, really? And oh my. They probably saw the same thing on Facebook because it was like a thing on Facebook. Yeah. And I swear it was amazing. Yep. I, I and I haven't had turkey in you know three, two and a half, three years, whatever. How many Thanksgivings it's been? But I never liked. I like turkey, but I never liked turkey on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I just was never into it. I used to love the lasagna. We would have a lasagna too. You're Italian. But now, uh, yeah. So now I just, um, yeah. It's like I just eat vegetables. But that yep. I'm. A, I I told her next year I want that again if I come over to a house. You know. Yep. It was delicious. Yep. And everybody looked at it like, you know, and I remember I ate two of them because they were so good, <laughs> you know. But I didn't have any of the, you know, and then I had to, uh, she made a really good salad too, but it's like you, I can't eat like I used to either. Like even if I wanted to eat a lot of plant-based food, I just mm-hmm. can't do it anymore. Right. My stomach, it doesn't allow me to. Right. Well, know? especially with your juicing, I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, that's exactly. That's a big part for sure. Yeah. Wow. 
Well, um, I am going to wrap it up. And, you know, I like yeah. I like to end every interview with acknowledging uh, those who I interview. And just, you really, honestly, I think we don't do this enough that we don't share and say thank you for people and their journeys and sharing their experience and influencing others. And, you know, all those people on your page, which is called The Fat Guy Drinks Juice on Facebook. And um, the lives that you affect when you do that and the ripple effects that occur. You know, like the young woman that came back and she was in our program and now speaking to our other patients, she's affecting other people in her own life back home. And so it's really fun to see that. So I say thank you to that for people you don't even know that you've helped. And uh, you are the spark for many. And so I appreciate your time and everything yeah, well, that you're doing. Yeah, well, thank you. I know. It's good to meet you finally. And I hope to, I hope to meet you in person, too. Absolutely. I would love I, to come to your show. Yeah, I really think I'm, I definitely want to come down and see the clinic. Oh, of and, course. Uh, and go take a class. I want to see what that's about. Because I, I don't really know that much about it, but I, I think it would be fun to try. You would love these guys. These are the yeah. some of the nicest people. And um, I'll have to tell you the story of how that all – I was inspired to do Krav Maga. And, but it started when, yeah. my, when my daughter was almost attempted kidnapping 18 years ago. So oh, and wow. how so there's yeah. some really interesting stories that go with all of that and um, the people that I've met from that. So, yeah, it's a really yeah. – that's, that sounds cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll keep, keep doing that. All right. All right. Yeah. And we'll see you. Uh, um, and thank you again for your time on the show. Yeah. Thank you. Nice meeting you.